Greetings, cinephiles. Are you looking for a movie analysis podcast that stands above the rest? Then look no further than Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters. We analyze good movies, we analyze bad movies, and yes, we also analyze the in-betweens of the world of cinema. So if you like what you hear, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. And yes, my friends, we are 420 friendly. So when you listen to us, smoke smoke it if you've got got it. it. And now... Here's a new episode of Collateral Gaming. The show starts right now. I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Robert Ortegon. And this is Collateral Gaming. Welcome to Collateral Gaming, the only video game podcast that matters, where we focus on good games, bad games, and everything else in between in the world of gaming. We are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast, so whatever you have, be it bongs, blunts, or joints, smoke it if you've got it. And welcome once again, Robert. Uh been a while since we've had you on the gaming podcast huh yeah it's been a while since i've been on here to tell you the truth <laughs> i want to say the last time was when we did spider-man one way back in season one. <laughs> oh man yeah it feels like it's been forever too <laughs> unless there's well we've had a few like crossovers since then so probably been on a few of those but uh we did end up redoing we did we did a redux on spider-man one just this season and we went ahead and covered miles morales again so just preparing for the spider-man 2 episode let me tell you (laughs) first off apologize for the wait on this um this was meant to be a like part one was meant to be a game launch episode so i wanted to get that out within a month of the game's release uh but then zach had his wedding and a bunch of shit happened and well I've got I've got Ewan here now, so uh, hell yeah, glad to be here. <laughs> hopefully, we'll get Zach back for uh, part two of this episode, and we'll get that out uh, as promptly as possible, so that we can move on to our our December content proper. But man, I I have been so excited uh, to play Spider Man Two. Uh, I remember th- when the game came out. You know, at midnight, like I was there. I had the game preloaded. I was I was ready to go. You were you were with me, right, Robert? Yeah, we were pretty much watching the countdown. Yeah, and and you pretty much watched me play through this entire game, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I had to see what the the PlayStation Two, you know, didn't. I don't know. We got the PlayStation Five now. You know what I mean? But yeah, hell, hell yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't know. I'm I'm like I'm I'm not really like s- totally enthused anymore. I guess it's because I'm like over my 30s. I don't know. Yeah, it was nice watching and seeing it all, you know. Yeah, I mean, technology in and of itself isn't what I'm as enthused about. I'm enthused about hearing like seeing new stories come to life, yeah, you know. Too. And Spider-Man 1 and Miles Morales just had such an not only were a blast to play, but had just these incredible stories and i was really anxious to see you know how insomniac would follow up on that story Uh, i mean this was one of the most highly anticipated games this year i've been waiting ever since the first game came out i was ready for that sequel uh and 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 here it is and i mean okay so the launch of the game uh it's a little bit buggy and the game is very short i mean most people finish this within like a couple days. I know some people it's, that actually 100%ed the game in like two or three days yeah, <laughs> and it's, platinumed it's it. Eight, it's 18 hours. Yeah, yeah it's not, I think. It's not I think too long. It, it, it's not a very long game at all, but it is a quality experience, short of uh, those couple bugs at launch. You know, Insomniac really, really just honed in and just delivered uh, the best story they could and the best gameplay they could. I don't think that there's anything too experimental about this game as far as the combat traversal and everything else goes. It, it plays it pretty safe with the past two games. 
uh, adding in, you know, a couple new features. And the fact that you can play as both Spider-Man, I think, is the main gimmick. But Yeah, that's, that's the shit. Right. But as, as far as the gameplay goes, I don't think it does anything completely, you know, it doesn't do anything, like, revolutionary. It's just more of a good thing. Uh, kind of like God of War Ragnarok did um, uh, this last year, you know. Uh, just didn't, you know, it, again, it was just you take something good and you just improve on it a little bit. And then that's what you really yeah. want to see out of a lot of sequels. Yeah, like uh, the flying around. I got to admit, that was pretty damn cool. It almost it almost felt like that you can do a Batman Beyond game, you know? Right? Or, I mean, a lot of people are saying that this is pretty much the closest thing we have to, like, an open-world modern AAA Superman game, you know, just yeah, gliding around with the web wings. So the web wings, yeah. which we've seen in the comics and in uh, the Homecoming series, the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, uh, are one of the, ma- the, the big new additions to traversal in this game. So it, in addition to being able to swing around, you can glide around, and you can, you can glide around through these web tunnels to the point that it, it really feels like you're flying around the city. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's badass, man, like for real. One of the uh, one of the trophies, and I and I did platinum this game by the way, as as, long, as well as the previous two. Uh, one of the trophies in the game actually is uh, gliding all the way from the financial district to uh, to Queens, I think uh, Astoria, if I'm not mistaken. So you have to fly across the entire map just using the web wings. That's one of the trophies that you have to get if you want to platinum the game. But Zach had a really tough time with that when he was telling me about it and warning me about it. I didn't. You know, I think, you know, if you just kind of find the right course um, and, and you find the right wind tunnels, I mean, you can just stay in the air indefinitely. And, and it it's really just adds a whole new element to traversal in the game uh, that wasn't in the last one or the, or the one, the other one. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, the storyline is, and the action is pretty non, nonstop, really action-packed. And uh, I think what I really like more is just, like, watching you scroll through the suits just to see which ones you had to. Oh, yeah, all the suits. So a lot of the suits from the last two games do, do return in this game, uh, and they've even added uh, a bunch of new ones as well. And so it is really fun to just unlock a new suit and uh, traverse around for a while, maybe stop a few crimes. Now, for me, I like to play the story missions in the lore-accurate suits, mm. but... You know, just about anything else, you know, side missions and whatnot. I like to go ahead and try out uh, each new suit. And the one thing that they added in this one is that most of the suits also have uh, additional color schemes, which they call styles, uh, which is an additional upgrade. So you can now uh, wear differently colored versions of most of the costumes, which is really cool. Hell yeah. It's almost like you're switching the skate shoes, different colors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun just swinging around and trying out each uh, each costume. And I want to go back to what you said about the game being uh, action packed. I mean, just opening up. Actually, the game opens up with a, a boss battle against a uh, Sandman, but it's not just like regular Sandman. It's it's giant Sandman. He's created the big sand monster, and and that's actually how the game opens up. Uh, is this boss battle? alternating between Peter and Miles uh, and, and and fighting the Sandman. I mean, that was quite a spectacle, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Reminded me of, like, Spider-Man 3 a little bit almost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and even directly after that, you know, we kind of have to deal with the after effects. And I like how they spend a little bit of time just doing some small... Uh, uh, small level Spider-Man stunts, you know, just rescuing civilians from the aftermath. There's sand filled, filling, you know, Brooklyn, uh, which is where the game starts out and you have to rescue a few civilians and uh, stop a few crimes around the sand and uh, even kind of try to to bring everything back together, uh, which, which was really cool. I mean, it even introduces the... Uh, the, uh, the the rescue missions where you get to pick up citizens and take them to hospitals, uh, which reminded me of the Spider-Man 2 movie game from back in the day. There were, there were a few uh, missions like that in that one. Oh, yeah. Remember those games? Damn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At least there aren't any balloons. God damn those fucking balloons. Fuck those balloons. Oh, I remember that shit. You had to swing webs to, like, to get the same level as those balloons. Yeah. <laughs> I could it, never it felt do like- it. That was weird. It felt like it was like Diddy Kong Racing or something. 
catching all the balloons, catch the turtle, you know. <laughs> well, at least you had Bruce Campbell narrating. Yeah. I think I like Tony Todd's voice playing Venom, though. Dude, that's badass. Oh, yeah. Candyman. Yeah, the opening of this game uh, already uh, really hones in on on the the narrative feel of this game, the, the excellent storytelling. I mean, right off the bat, Miles is going to to school uh, to start. Uh, I, I assume a new a new year or a new semester, and Peter is actually having retired from his science job in the first game, is now trying to land a job as a teacher. And he's actually teaching at Brooklyn Visions Academy. It's his first day teaching physics. And Miles is in his class. And right away, Miles notices the sand outside. And he excuses himself to go to the bathroom. Uh, And then there's a humorous scene where he comes back and he asks Peter (laughs) kind of subtly, you know, hey, uh... Uh, I, I need your help with this. And the students laugh. Yeah. You got to <laughs> take care of this. Yeah. Are you sure this isn't something you could do by yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you know, they, they both, they switch into their spider suits and they go off after the Sandman. And Peter already realizes that, oh, fuck, this is my first day and I'm, I'm, I'm going to get fired for this. Um, because there's a big city event going on on this day of all days and that is the typical parker luck right there that's a very integral part of spider-man's character in the comics and various media is that his duties as spider-man prevent him from being able to live as peter parker when this was a a major theme in the first game as well but you know being spider-man in many ways ruins his life and it it makes it hard for him to keep a job to to maintain relationships second movie pretty much damn it Yep. Spider-Man 2 moments. It's a lot of life-defining moments, really, uh, for Peter. And Miles Morales, too. I mean, there's so many life-defining uh, turning points, really, you know? Yeah. In fact, it's interesting that you bring up Spider-Man 2 because they think that is a character arc that Peter goes through in this game without getting too far into spoilers. But Peter grapples throughout the story with the idea that, I mean, hey, there is another Spider-Man now. I did this by myself for eight years, and... You know, maybe it's time that I start to focus on being Peter Parker for a while and kind of let Miles take control. Um, There you go. And and that's not a spoiler that that this is a thought that Peter grapples with throughout the game. Uh, And so, you know, leaving us to wonder how this is going to culminate. Is is, is this going to end with him retiring as Spider-Man or, you know, a lot of people felt like he was going to die in this game. Uh, I think in the spirit of our promises, we'll, we'll stick away from, from major spoilers on this part, even though the game has been out for well over a month. But needless to say, that is something that Peter has to deal with in this game. And Miles has his own set of struggles as well. Uh, particularly with uh, Martin Lee, the man that killed his dad in the first game. Mr. Negative, yeah. And, and he comes to head with him, and he has kind of a Spider-Man 3 moment, right, with, with uh, Peter and the Sandman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Marco. Spider-Man 3. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, back Marco. to Spider-Man 3. I, I mean, and that's the other thing. This has a lot of uh, similarities in Spider-Man 3 in that it is adapting the symbiote saga, right? Yeah. We get to see uh, Harry Osborn, you know, uh, being, being introduced. Harry Osborn's in here too, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. Harry comes back in this game, and Harry, uh, as revealed at the very end of the, of the first game, has the symbiote, and the symbiote sticks yeah. to Harry, uh, which is interesting. Eddie Brock is actually not a player in this game, but uh, at a certain point, the symbiote suit transfers from Harry to Peter, and this is this is what I feel marks like the second act of the game, and we'll try not to go into specifics here, but uh, you know, obviously, it, it's well known that Peter gets the symbiote suit in this game, and man, it's so much fun because he, Peter is just more brutal, and he kind of has, in, in many ways, what I feel is his equivalent to Miles's Venom powers. That freaking uh. Oh, the the whole flying through the air with like Venom and then that other white spider, the Scarlet Spider dude. It, it feels like almost like a spawn cape, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's it's pretty badass though, you know. I gotta say. 
Oh yeah, yeah, no, dude, it is, it is, it's, it's, it, it is really badass. And and Venom is in this game, and after Peter takes the symbiote suit off, um, you do have to deal with Venom, and and it is fucking awesome. Venom is just in full force. Uh, way better than the Topher Grace Venom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, and and there's there's even something that's really exciting that you get to do with Venom in the game. But we'll save it for part two. But I I, I did love uh you know just kind of seeing that come to a head. But but before we get to Venom, you know Peter does have to deal with through the entirety of the second act, the symbiote suit, which does make him more aggressive. Now, yeah. In- interestingly enough. That's actually an invention of the Spider-Man animated series and Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Uh, in the comics, that really wasn't a thing. I think Peter decided to take the suit off because he learned that the symbiote had a mind of its own and was trying to take him over. Uh, but more recent adaptations added the idea that the symbiote makes him more aggressive. And and I like that. I actually like uh, that aspect of that story. And it's definitely uh, a thing here. What I think is cool is that even when you're just swinging around and doing crimes in the symbiote suit, and as you progress through the story, Peter stops quipping, and he stops being funny and 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 you know and just dealing all the quips. Instead, he gets angry and vengeful, and he has this uh, it's just just bitterness to his to his tone, this this anger, this wrath to just the way he talks. And it's just like, you know, you can just feel uh, how much the symbiote is affecting him. And I got to hand it to Yuri Lewenthal for delivering that performance. Um, he's actually up for best performance in the Game Awards right now. So uh, really? you, sh- you should go visit the Game Awards website and vote for him if voting isn't closed yet. Because, man, that that was just a hell of a performance. Getting to see the same Peter that we got to see from... Uh, the last two games, who was um, felt like he was lifted straight out of the comics to this this really well done portrayal of of the the emo Peter, the angry Peter, just without the, the dancing and the goofiness. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put some dirt in your eye. <laughs> I'm gonna put some dirt in your eye. Now dig on this. <laughs> See a <you>, chump. Oh, <laughs> look at little Goblin Junior. Gonna cry. <laughs> so uh no this isn't uh, handled as humorously as it was in spider-man 3 this is this is dealt with um a little bit more seriousness more gravitas uh and they even lift up the you know they even touch on that uh aspect of the comics where the symbiote suit actually starts to to take peter's body out for a ride while he's sleeping mm, mm-hmm and we yeah. see how this this suit, you know, the symbiote actually affects his mind and and ruins his relationship with multiple people in his life. He starts saying things that we didn't think that Peter thought, you know. He starts dealing with with you know jealousy towards Miles and just aggravation at needing to 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 be uh, there for everybody. Um, and, and then the symbiote stuff just goes off the rails uh, with other characters. And again, I don't want to get too far into specifics, but uh, Peter isn't the only one that's affected by this situation. Everybody is. Everybody he knows is. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's affecting all the relationships in his life for one, but, but just the whole situation extends to uh, 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 multiple people. But we, we deal with uh, quite, quite a few villains in this game. So as mentioned before uh we we do have uh venom in the game uh the game does open up with sandman although he's not one of the major villains uh the other major villain that's in, that was introduced here is craven craven yeah now craven's been sorely missing from the spider-man movies for some time i know sony's doing a craven movie with aaron taylor johnson it's probably not gonna be very good i i no. don't know why they're doing that before we have craven as a villain in a spider-man movie but yeah, I don't get that part. Yeah, I'm glad that we have this game. I mean, this is the closest that we can get, and it's a very cinematic game. So it basically is like getting Craven in a movie, and he is great. Craven, uh, right from his introduction, is a threat. He's menacing. Um, he's more powerful than arguably any villain that Spider-Man has faced thus far. Yeah, that's true. I remember watching his. Uh his part on like the Fox 29 Spider-Man dude. And and he had a part in the 
the first Spider-Man movie uh, video game, right? I remember that. Because then you I had the Shocker there, too. They, they did introduce a lot more villains in the Spider-Man movie games. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the comic book-based ones from yeah. the first movie. I was like, whoa, dude. Yeah, and, and uh, I know in the second one they have Mysterio in there and Black Cat. Yeah. Even though they weren't in in the movies, which was cool. Although it always made me wonder, like, what were they going to do whenever they were whenever the movie came out with that character, <laughs> and they had yeah. to do a game on it. But uh, that, well, like like you said, it's it's pointless to put like more than one villain as the, as the heroine, you know. Well, it depends, and and something like a video game where you've got you know oh, oh like enough time to actually you don't have a three hour you know two or three hour limit you know you can play through this game and like you said 18 hours you actually have time to develop your villains properly but in a, yeah. a feature-length film you know it's too hard but even the spider-man games know how to pace it out and how to get just you know enough you don't want to focus on too many villains what i liked about the the first game was that it it actually started eight years into spider-man's career so we didn't need big introductions to most of these villains. We could just, you know, Peter talk about hear Peter talk about the fact that hey, this is someone I faced in the past. They get a little bit of screen time, uh, and they're usually not the main focus of the game. And that's the, the case here. You know, we have characters like the Sandman. We have villains that were set up in previous games, like uh, Mister Negative. Mm-hmm. And, and we do get a lot of references to a lot of other villains, and it's really interesting what they do with Spider-Man's rogue gallery, actually, in this game. Uh, God, I don't want to say too much, but let, let me just say that Craven is is a threat. Craven is more of a threat than anything Spider-Man's faced up to this point, and that's why you know he gets his proper uh, screen time here and Venom 2. And those are the main two villains in this game is Craven and Venom. And which is good because you really don't need a whole lot more than that. Dude, I, I didn't know that Craven had a lair in, in this game. Uh, oh, I yeah. was looking at it in w- one of the tutorials and one of the cheats. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Oh, yeah. He's got an entire lair that's like off the grid underground. Oh, yeah. He has got a lair. Uh, there are multiple hideouts throughout. Uh, the city, which are uh, challenges, kind of like the uh, hideouts. I, th- I think they were called hideouts. I think it depended yeah. on what it was from the first game. But um, and in Miles Morales, but yeah, the, you have these these big uh, hunter hideouts, which you have to find by actually completing uh, little side quest missions. So you you have to there find. I think they're called hunter binds, three of them, and you can either use stealth or combat to take out a group of hunters, and then you get, and then you can find, you know, the, one of the big hunter hideouts, and that's where like the really the stealth gameplay comes in. This game has added a, a number of improvements that help with stealth. Uh, big, most significant of which I think is the ability to fire web lines that you can walk across. Oh, dude, yeah, especially what Miles has, it's like a an electric line. Electric fence he can put up. That's oh, crazy. the tether lines? Yeah, yeah. That was something yeah. you could do in the Miles Morales game as well. But um, I, I like the, the what's new to this game are the, the web lines that you can actually walk on. So you just, oh, yeah. you know, when you're sitting at a perch spot, you can aim at a wall and you'll fire. And it actually adds uh, just a whole, it adds a lot more to stealth and makes stealth easier to traverse because yeah. now you can you can kind of, stalk your prey so to speak and there's even a skill that will allow you to to do uh double takedowns from the web lines as well so you can knock yeah. two, two enemies out at once and and crash their heads into each other <laughs> you're you're basically a tightrope or tightrope walking yeah yeah Freaking badass and i like that miles you know his camouflage is back from from his game uh the camouflage being able to go invisible whenever you want uh, really does help with the stealth and makes Miles actually the superior stealth character in this game, which is kind of unfair because late game Miles is also the superior combat character. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, if there's one thing I wish that they did in this game, because I feel like they had the groundwork to make it happen, and they, the re- and it, so it's mind-boggling why it didn't. But in the first game, Peter actually talks about cloaking tech, and it's teased that he could develop his own cloaking tech. In this game, Craven's hunters have cloaking tech. So I really thought at some point 
Peter would develop his own cloaking technology so that he could also go invisible. And that way both Spider-Men have that power because Peter doesn't have any other kind of power, uh, you know, mapped to that button like Miles does. So I understand, and, and Peter has the, the spider arms and the symbiote abilities in this game to compensate for his lack of venom powers, but he doesn't really have anything for the, the, the camouflage ability. And I don't know, it just made sense to me that, that Peter could just develop his own camouflage, not, with, not via superpower, but just via cloaking tech. And I'm kind of surprised that that didn't make its way in. Just a, a minor nitpick. Yeah, you got to take it all from Tony Stark, take the nanites, and then cloak them, right? You know, I don't. There, some of the suits of this game are like canonically like nanotech. You know, from their source materials, because the Iron Spider suit, for instance, is in this game. I wonder if it's actually nanotech in the game. Well, the canonicity of the suits is not clear. Whether all of, because like in the first game, you had the ghost, the Ghost Rider suit. And I don't think that's canon. But then JJJ actually does talk about the Spider Punk suit on a podcast. So. Uh, and some of the suits are rewards for side missions, and Peter puts them on. So it, it makes me wonder how many of the the different suits in the game are actually lore accurate. Like, in, in the canon, Peter and Miles actually wear. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Because uh, I noticed that you wanted to stick to the story suit, but then you wanted to test all the other suits out, too. Yeah. Like I said, I, I stick to the story suits during the story missions, but when there I'm just go. swinging around or doing crimes or whatever, post-game side missions, you know, I like to try out the other suits. There are a lot of them. Not every single game suit from the last two games made it back, and I hope that they release DLC uh, or, like, a free update that, that adds all the suits back in. It would be cool if they just add, like, a legacy pack, even if you had to pay a little bit of money for it, but just, like, you know, a little a little patch that adds all the suits. But to my understanding, they actually had to rework all of the suits from the ground up again uh, in order to accommodate for the web wings. And the other thing I noticed is that um, there are quite a few cutscenes in this game where Peter can Peter and Miles take off their masks regardless of what suit you have on. Uh, in the first yeah. game, they danced around that. And, and for, those for just a couple cutscenes... Uh, where that happens, you're, you, it defaults to the, the story suit. But in this game, you can actually go through several story cutscenes, and Peter will take the mask off. I think if you're wearing like the, the Spider-Man noir suit, he actually takes the hat off. Mm. <laughs> and it's actually, it's actually really funny because the suit itself is cel-shaded, but his, but his head isn't. Like like the suit <laughs> looks cartoony, but but his head his head isn't. It's, it's actually kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I think I just like watching. Uh Miles Morales go through his part and then making or uh, making his transitions with all his suits. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, man, those were cool. I mean, he had some badass suits. A lot's happened in the last ten years. It's a miracle I'm even sitting here now. I got a second chance, and I'm going to take advantage of that. But I need you with me, Pete. We're going to heal the world. Guys, this is my best friend, Harry. Hey, good to meet you. Good job, huh? Still gonna have time for tutoring? We'll figure it out. I didn't know there were bears in these woods. Hey, MJ, I have another name for you. Craven. He's here on some kind of hunt. I know if you need me, I'm just a call away. Lee, you don't know what you took from me. All Miles talks about is how to be a better Spider-Man. How to help you. What the hell's going on with Pete? He's not himself. Go help him. This was our dream. I'm not going to lose him. We're going to kill.
Yes, I agree. Miles' suits uh, are super fresh. I know that Insomniac went out of their way to make sure that Peter and Miles actually had the same number of suits in this game, uh, which may be another reason why some of the suits from Spider-Man 1 didn't make it in, for instance. But uh, with Miles, there isn't as much source material to draw from, but I was surprised with how many suits they managed to sneak into the Miles Morales game, and I'm even more surprised by how many ma they managed to fit in this game. Using a lot of original designs, I know, like they'll have like a, you know, what if what if Miles Morales had a 2099 suit and things like that. Uh, yeah. I actually like what they what they did with some of the uh, the suits that are inspired by certain villains. Like both Peter and Miles have a Craven suit. Uh, Miles has a Mysterio suit. Oh yeah, dude. I, th I almost thought that was like a Goblin suit for a second. Oh yeah. yeah. It was it was green and purple. It was, yeah, it's totally Mysterio. Though. Oh yeah, because it has like the little the little the little uh, the fish tank the the fish bowl and everything. But uh, yeah, it, it's really cool. And there's there's uh, the one suit. I think it's called the twentieth anniversary suit or something. That looks fresh as hell, man. It is it is a whole style. Um, I will say also, Miles be looking fresh in this game with his new hair. <laughs> with his dreads sticking out his mask, right? <laughs> <laughs> there, there are a few suits, and one in particular that's, that's controversial for that. I guess we'll, we'll, we'll try not to, to spoil the in-game suits, but... Uh, <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, the <laughs> that's not the only suit, though, that does do that. I think there's, there's a couple others, some of the pre-order bonuses, if I'm not mistaken. But... Yeah, Miles looks cool. In fact, there was some controversy uh, when they first showed Miles and MJ in that trailer. Uh, a lot of people thought that they had actually changed the face models for those characters because uh, they did change Peter's face model before Miles Morales. But no, they're the same the same face models um, as in as in the uh, previous games. Uh, just the in-game character models have been tweaked a little bit. I guess because the characters got older slash you know, to make the characters appear a little bit more high definition. Yeah. A lot of people felt like MJ looks less attractive in this game. And I will say her her jaw looks a little strange, but... I was telling Bo, she looks nothing like Kristen Dunst. Well, she's not meant to be <laughs> Kristen Dunst, so... <laughs> I, I don't know, but uh, you know what I'm she's saying. Supposed, yeah. Well, <laughs> she doesn't look like she did in the first game. I, I'll, I'll tell you that much. She she does look very different. I mean, you can tell it's the same face model, but they did some alterations. But no, it's not supposed to be Kristen Dunst. This doesn't take place in the Raimi games, because otherwise then Peter would be Tobey Maguire, and uh, Otto Octavius would be Alfred Molina. <laughs> and could Norman happen. would be uh, would be Willem Dafoe. It could happen. I mean, I they do they do have the Raimi suit once again, and because the symbiote suit is in this game, uh, the Raimi symbiote suit is in this one. Black Raimi suit. Yeah, the original. Yeah. Yeah, and and I like the 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 black webbed suit because um, uh, most symbiote suits, including this game's version of it, look completely different, and they don't have any webbing on it. It's just completely black. But the but Sam Raimi's version of the symbiote suit. Uh, is is literally like a black version of the original suit with the raised webbing and everything, which I thought was an interesting take. And some Spider-Man media since have 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 done it that way too. Uh, the classic black suit is also in this game. So if you prefer to look exactly like he did in the comics, then you can. I will say the symbiote suit that they added in this game does look like a modern version of the one from the comics, but there are actually two symbiote suits. Really? If you look closely, yeah. There's one that's called in-game the black suit, and the other one's called the symbiote suit. If you look at a certain point, or w when Peter gets the black suit and he activates the symbiote surge ability, which is this new like rage mode that he has, it's kind of like Spartan Rage from God of War, um, the suit takes on a more feral appearance, and the spider looks more jagged, and just the suit overall looks more menacing. Later on in the game, as the symbiote takes more and more control, it actually permanently changes to that more feral, uh, angry-looking version of, of, the, of the suit. Or, you know, if that's a, a good way of describing it. But <laughs> um, And then in the post-game, you can, you can actually equip both. But yeah, yeah, the suit actually changes and becomes more menacing over time as it takes over Peter, which is cool. 
it looks more like it does whenever it's it becomes venom the jagged spider and everything so uh, i like seeing that you know that subtle transformation and it's interesting to to to, to see like exactly when that happens in the story and as peter goes past the point of you know he's being kind of assholey to man this guy is a fucking douchebag um while peter is dealing with the symbiote and that character arc miles uh it has actually a new set of venom powers which is called evolved venom in this game and some people noted in the trailers that he uses both yellow and blue electricity and we wondered if there was a significance to that and there is. Miles is evolving a more powerful form of his Venom abilities in this game. Uh, and so both Peter and Miles have multiple selectable abilities in this game. So instead of like in Miles Morales where you just had the four abilities mapped to each of the face buttons, now both Peter and Miles have at least two abilities that you can swap out and you can decide which ones you like. And you can kind of tailor it to your style. In fact, uh, even after Peter gets the symbiote suit, you can go back on and put the spider arms back on. And suffice to say that even though Peter does lose the symbiote at some point, uh, there is a way in, uh, by the end of the game to re the, the Peter regains those powers. Uh, so not to worry. Again, going to stick away from going into the specifics of it, but uh, the symbiote abilities are not completely lost. So don't feel bad for investing points in the skills and the skill tree even if you don't, you know, and, and worried about like, you know, I'm, I'm never get to get, gonna get to use these abilities again. You can. But both Peter and Miles actually deal with new powers in this game and also new emotions as they deal with their respective character journeys. You know, Peter has the whole symbiote saga thing going on as well as, you know, the question of how long he's gonna be Spider-Man. But Miles is dealing with, you know, uh, feelings of, of of revenge you know wanting to, to to take revenge on the man that killed his father and also you know the possibility of of being you know the one and only full-time spider-man something that you know he needs to be ready for and at the beginning of the game i think it's it's very they're, they're setting up a character arc by showing a situation where peter has to help miles but throughout the course of the game, Miles is learning how to become more self-sufficient. And we're all waiting for this moment to happen where Miles kicks the shit out of Peter in the symbiote suit. I mean, we, we all knew it was going to happen. And yes, it happens. I'll go ahead and put it out there. You get, do get to fight... You do get to fight Mile, uh, Peter as Miles to try to, to, to you know, knock him back into his senses. And that's an epic fight. <laughs> where, yeah, where you got to take him out of the suit because it's taken over. Damn. Uh, yeah, it, that that's the saving grace here, and so Miles ultimately has to show maybe that he is the the superior Spider-Man, or maybe not. I don't know. I know that they both have their strengths and weaknesses. Miles has more abilities than Peter does, but uh, comic-wise, I believe Peter is meant to be smarter, and I believe that Peter is actually his spider sense in the comics is, is superior to Miles, although I don't think that I don't know if they touch on that in this game. They their spider sense functions, you know the same time. Exactly the same. Yeah. Oh man. I think it functions the the the, the same in, in, in uh in this game. But no nevertheless, um it, it, it both player both Spider Men do feel different in their combat styles and have uh, uh, different flavors that they bring, and so they don't control exactly the same. I mean, we mentioned the Miles episode that even just the way that Miles traverses through the city has more flair, or the way that that one IGN reviewer said exaggerated swagger. There's no less of that in this game, but you know, so there's that, and then just down to the combat, you know. But it they the game manages to make both Peter and Miles feel as equal as they can. Uh, and that both are viable options for almost anything, which is nice. Although there are specific missions that are tailored to one or the other, which is nice. And then there are missions where you can decide to pick one or the other. Um, during parts of the story, obviously, you're going to play as Peter or you're going to play as Miles. But when you're free roaming around, you can freely switch between them, which is cool. And it, it loads instantly, right? Yeah. They They also... They also upgraded the fast travel mechanic. Uh, in the last two games, the fast travel mechanic was basically not used 
because traversal is so much fun that was like, what's the point? I mean, and you got these funny little subway scenes of Spider-Man that were fun to watch, but by the time the game came to PS5, you know, instant loading was a thing, and so you actually had to turn the cutscenes back on in order to view them, and, and most people just didn't take advantage of fast travel. They've upgraded it in this game. Uh, once you've completed enough progress within a particular district, you have the ability to just go to the map, point your cursor where you want to go, and you'll teleport right there where the cursor is. So when you're zipping around the map at the end in the post game trying to get all the other collectibles, it actually does come in handy. And it is, it is, it is so fast. It is so smooth. Switching between both Spider-Man, warping across the city instantly, that takes full advantage of the PS5 in order to do that. It's basically like Spider-Man Grand Theft Auto. Uh. Yep, yep. That's a lot of people have compared it to. Uh, and the map is bigger. In the first game, it was just Manhattan, but they've added both Brooklyn and Queens. And the web oh, yeah. wings are there to help traverse areas like Queens that have lower buildings and also to be able to get across the rivers more easily. So it's, it's, uh, it, it, it is cool what they've managed to do. And even though this is just as long or... I think it's about as long as the previous two games were. Um, it man, despite the fact that it's so short, I, I think actually it works to its advantage because it's a tailored experience, and it it enables the game to to load that quickly and, and efficiently, which is nice. But uh, going going back to some of the differences between Peter and Miles, I will say, <laughs> in game, Miles is the better character, and there's one specific ability that sells it. There are a specific enemy type that Peter is better against. And, of course, there's an enemy type that Miles is better against, too, Not come to think of it. But that there's a late-game enemy that's very powerful and very pre prevalent that Peter has an edge with. But other than that, Miles has this game-breaking ability. Uh, now, whenever he does the Mega Venom Blast, which was in his, his last game, there's a, there's a skill that will enable you to automatically refill all of your finishers. And it help, it it partially refills all of his abilities. So the strategy when you're using Miles is to just use all your abilities, use all your finishers, and then do the Mega Venom Blast, which charges super quickly once you've unlocked all the skills. Uh, and, then, and then you just rinse and repeat. And you have three free fin uh, focus bars full to heal yourself or, or pull off three more finishers to, uh, and, and most of your abilities recharged. It's fucking great. I mean, Peter has the symbiote surge, which is nice. Um, and when he's using the symbiote surge, there's a skill that actually makes all of his abilities recharge more quickly. But I, I got to tell you, just, yeah, Miles is almost game-breaking in-game. I mean, he is, he is just a powerhouse, which is fitting considering that, you know, Insomniac made the announcement that Miles was going to be the primary Spider-Man from here on. Yeah, I keep forgetting that it's its own universe, too, or... Ever since, uh, what was it, No Way Home or Far From Home? All of those, man. I don't know. It's, it gets confusing. I don't know. That last one where they were all in together, I forgot the name. Shit. That was No Way Home. There you go. But every, yeah. well, it, it's even before they introduced the multiverse in No Way Home or Spider-Verse, you know, I think it was, it was common knowledge that each Spider-Man story is its own story and its own universe. Most people didn't know that, though. You know, most people are like, why are you keep remaking the same Spider-Man movie over and over, you know? Yeah. But you just kind of had to understand, like, this is, this is like, well, this is like how the movie is different from the book, but it's a movie yeah. that's different than another movie. You know, it's its own thing. And you can describe that as its own universe. That's one way of describing it. But even before we had that concept... You know, you just had to understand, you know, if, if it's a different person playing Spider-Man, then it's it's a different take on the character. There but, I mean, it's not always it's not always that that simple. I mean, hell, uh, both uh, Val Kilmer and George Clooney are supposed to be the same Batman as Michael Keaton, although I reject that. They're not. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo, Edward Norton, supposed to be the same Hulk. Yeah, it, yeah, they're they're not actually from separate universes. Um, and in my mind, Val Kilmer and George Clooney are the same Batman, but they're a different Batman than than Michael Keaton. There's just too many differences. <laughs> well, the mainly same story. Mainly the fact that Harvey Dent is black. He's he's played by Billy D. Williams in the uh, in in the uh, Michael Keaton films. 
whereas in, 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 the, in the Tim Burton films, I should say, whereas in the Schumacher films, he's played by, or specifically Batman Forever, he's played by uh, Tommy Lee Jones. So I, I would say that that, that that categorically makes it a separate universe. As, as much as they wanted to market it as being a sequel, it's just not. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense, too. But at the time, it wasn't, you know, people, I don't think there was a concept of being able to start a new, a new universe and not have to redo the origin story. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of precedent for that. Now, you know, we've seen that happen, that like, for instance, with Spider-Man, both uh, this game's version of Spider-Man and Tom Holland, there's no origin story, right? Because we've seen it enough times. We don't need to watch Uncle Ben die again. <laughs> right, we know what's going to happen, yeah. So we can start in media res. Most people are familiar with how Peter Parker got his powers. Most people are familiar with, with Bruce Wayne's origin story. So, and we can just move past it. Um, what is nice about this game, though, is that we do get a little bit of flashback to uh, Peter's early days. In fact, I have a playthrough right now, and I'm watching one of these segments where you play as high school Peter. Uh, and, and there's another one in the game. And, and they're actually a lot of fun because one thing I, I did always want to see was, you know, what did his origin story look like in this universe? Because we never got to see it. And uh, I, like, I like that we get this dweeb version of Peter that actually looks ripped out of the comics, down to the hair and everything. <laughs> Hell, they have a shot of him. His first shot at the bugle is Spider-Man carrying a guy, and it looks just like Spider-Man does in uh, Amazing Spider-Man 1 cover. Uh, or was that the Amazing Fantasy 15 cover? I can't remember. One of the two. Oh, that's got to be the Fantasy 15 cover, yeah. I, I, think, I think I'm talking about the Amazing Fantasy 15 cover, actually. But that was the first Spider-Man story. But, yeah, that, that cover is actually recreated in this game. Uh, and it, it is it is the shot that pe the, the the first shot of Spider Man that goes to the Daily Bugle. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. That is definitely a comic book cover right there. And obviously, with the number of of, of suits that they've added to this game, people have have done all sorts of recreations of movie shots from uh, in the the in the game's photo mode. Yeah. Which is really cool. I mean, they added the Amazing Spider-Man 2 suit, which was uh, one of the only movie suits that was missing. Yeah, I thought it looked pretty good. Jeez. Almost thought it was Andrew Garfield for a second, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it looks just like it. I mean, they have both of the suits in this game. Although, bogglingly, there is uh, one movie suit that was, that's missing here that was in the first game. The Into the Spider-Verse suit. For whatever reason... And they added more Spider-Verse suits. They added the Nicolas Cage Spider-Man Spider Noir suit. They added Miles' uh, uh, store-bought suit from Into the Spider-Verse. They added his Across the Spider-Verse suit. Oh, yeah. But they removed the Into the Spider-Verse suit, the Peter B. Parker suit, which, I mean, was basically just the classic suit. So, I mean, <laughs> but it had this like this look to it and the proportions looked like it was right out of the movie. So I'm, I'm kind of curious as to why that one didn't make the cut. Also, I thought for sure we were going to get the, the, uh, the Spider-Man 2099 suit from across the Spider-Verse, and we didn't. Or the Spider-Man Unlimited suit. Or the, yeah, we didn't get the Spider-Man Unlimited suit either, did we? No, it didn't. That would have been sick to fly around in, though, dude. Because <sighs> shit, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Nah, I don't. Because I feel like I, I unlocked all the suits, and I feel like I would have remembered. And I, you know, what's funny is I thought I saw that 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 suit was in this game before it came out. You know what, dude? I think that suit does have cloaking in it. Huh. So because so, it it is huh. like nanites. It comes out of the watch, and then it it forms around his body too. You know. That's cool. Yeah, I remember seeing that on the cartoon. Huh. Well, we'll we'll see what they add to DLC. I mean, we're 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 still got a lot more, and like I said, I feel like they could they could at least go back and add back all of the suits that were removed, even if they have to rework them and they need a yeah. little bit of extra time to do it. But um, yeah, I guess we'll sort of cut it off here, and we'll save the rest of the discussion for part two. And that's where we'll really get into the story spoilers and get to talk about some of the in-game content as well. Um, but uh, I mean, so far, Robert, well, what are your what are your impressions of uh, Spider-Man Two overall? Oh, I think 
you know, it was done right. And, you know, if it took a while to make it that way, you know, they had a reason. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely something that, you know, we've been missing and or just haven't seen in a while, you know, like revamping the whole Spider-Man thing, Spider-Man video games again. Because, like you said, the last times we were playing this was like PlayStation 2 or 3, right? I mean, they've been making Spider-Man games throughout the years on all consoles, but yeah, like there I mean, was like uh, Web of Shadows and Shattered Dimensions and Ultimate yeah, I, Spider-Man. I remember those. But they this did the one, Amazing they had to, Spider-Man games. This, this one they had to go back and redo part two, and then stick my, Miles Morales in there. It, it wasn't it. The concepts there, it's pretty damn cool, actually. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it really is, man. Um, yeah, for me, this is everything that I hoped and more. I mean, as somebody who has been following this series since Spider-Man 1 in 2018, and I was just absolutely blown away, and then Spider-Man Miles Morales in 2020, which was a a nice little short uh, spinoff sequel, and then this, the full-fledged sequel that I've been waiting for that combines both of those experiences. I mean, we needed the Miles Morales game to tell his origin, and then... exactly. You know, so we, we go from the, the Miles Morales movie and then we go to the games. That's even more badass, you know? Yep. And he had his own game, which was cool. But I think what's cool is that this game combines both of them together and even kind of starts to set up Miles as the uh, the full-fledged Spider-Man of, you know, the full-time Spider-Man of this universe. So uh, Definitely the coming-of-age story, you know, for a young man. Coming-of-age story for Miles, but it's also... Um, a different kind of character journey for Peter, kind of the opposite, so to speak, um, yeah. or, or or a different kind of coming of age, right? Getting to that, yeah. you know, fulfilling more of the mentor role and um, it's all life, all life defining, yeah, turning points to where you're, you know, you got to figure out which route you're gonna go, you know. And if anybody has to complain about fucking how quote unquote woke this game is, suck a dick. There's like a couple uh, missions in the game that you don't have to play. They're optional. Yes, you know, there are they, they touch on Black Lives Matter and and gay pride. But this is New York. Like what the fuck do you expect? I think that 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 concepts like that, progressive social movements like that, are a part of New York's character. So were they not to include them in the game, it wouldn't be authentic. And that's just what I have to say on it. If you're mad because you get to play as a deaf black girl, you know, or you get to help a a, a gay uh, high school student uh, invite his his boyfriend to prom, or you know, if you're just mad about things like that, just like touch grass. Seriously, touch grass. <laughs> you you don't have to play those missions. They're optional. It, you're not going to die because there is some level of representation in the game. Um, and also props to Spider-Man for being, I know I said earlier that they kind of play the, play it safe as far as the uh, gameplay goes, but there is some experimental gameplay here. I mean, there are entire sections of the game where you're just playing as Peter riding a bike or they have uh, bee drones. I mean, you mentioned uh, Richie Rich, right, Robert? <laughs> oh, I remember the, the bee drone from Richie Rich. <laughs> Oh, you show me the movie clip and everything. Yeah, it was like it was like a billion dollars for that bee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you get to play as a bee drone. Uh, I mean, this game actually doesn't shy away from you know, like I said, there's a portion of the game where you get to play as a as a deaf black girl and spray paint graffiti, because why not? Uh, why not? The, it's, the it's game New has York, right? yeah, the game has its wind down moments. You know, there's there's a side quest mission that involves just taking pictures of New Yorkers and their natural habitat. <laughs> and and it's it's yeah, this game is very New York, and it's it's a it's a good authentic representation. I know uh, Spider Man One and Miles Morales did a great job with with an almost one to one recreation of Manhattan, and now that's been expanded. Uh, and we get to see, you even get to go to Coney Island. There's a whole part of the story in one of those other just kind of like slow-paced parts of the narrative where you actually play as just Peter and and MJ and Harry out on a trip to Coney Island, and you can go on all the rides. Find the Warriors while you're over there, you know? Yeah, and you, and, and if you if you do all the rides, you can win a prize and, and wear a, a silly little hat, and uh, Peter will keep the hat on in the Spider-Man suit, which is really funny. Uh Actually, I've always wanted to go to Coney Island too. Me too. I've never been. I've been huh. to New York, but I've never been to Coney Island. 
Like, there's a lot of cool piers. Like, Santa Monica's got a cool pier, too. Even Jersey's got a pier, too, you know? Yeah, and there's a stadium right next to it, right, in, in, in the game, too. And what's funny is there is a trophy for running uh, around the, the, the baseball diamond in, in the baseball stadium. You, you actually get a trophy for it, and Peter will say something like, Parker takes the home run or something. It's, it's funny. One of those last few trophies that I unlocked. But we'll get to the nitty-gritty of Spider-Man 2 in part two. We'll get that out as soon as we possibly can. Uh, and then and, uh, the rest of December, we'll be talking. Uh, it'll be Zelda month. So we're doing Oracle of Ages and then Oracle of Seasons. Uh, for our holiday special, which should be up by Christmas, we'll be talking about the Grinch video game. So stay tuned for that, as well as our uh, 2024 content. On uh, Collateral Cinema, I believe we just got out our episode on Pink Flamingos, right, Robert? Oh, yeah, that crazy-ass movie. <laughs> We've been a little bit behind on Collateral Cinema. Uh, we were supposed to have Rocky Three out as well, so uh, we should have that out. I believe we're going to be recording that tomorrow as of... Tomorrow, uh, yep. Or actually, it's just after midnight now, so technically today. <laughs> it's, crunch, it's crunch time now before the year's over. We're still yep. working on Texas Sundown, too. And I want to do some kind of like year in review episode as well on both podcasts. So uh, it won't be too hard to go and sit down and watch a few movies, but uh, there's a part of me that's a little bit concerned with how many video games I'm going to be able to play a little bit of to talk about before <laughs> the end of the year. Or maybe I'll just have to watch a few playthroughs of some of them so we can touch base. But there you um, go. Yeah. I put a bunch of them on my wish list. So like maybe like from like December 25th to January 1st, I'm just going to be playing a video game every day or something. <laughs> well, shit. We need something to pass the time, right? Fuck. <laughs> but uh, I cannot wait for more Spider-Man 2 content. Uh, New Game Plus and DLC for this game cannot come quickly enough. Let me tell you. But we'll, we'll get into it. Um, we'll talk about more gameplay features and definitely more story content on the next episode. So stick around for that. Uh, you can find Collateral Gaming and Collateral Cinema wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, you name it. Um, if we're not somewhere, then let us know. Uh, we, you can also find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, we are also on uh, Good Pots. And we do have a Patreon, both Collateral Cinema and Collateral Gaming. So uh, if you donate any amount of money, you'll have access to our exclusive uh, video game and movie commentaries. Nice. So drop some money now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and stay tuned for Texas Sundown. We sh we're we're going to try to have that out uh, by the end of the, of the year. I mean, it's pretty much done. It's just both side now, right? Yeah, we just got to fine-tune it maybe take it back uh, a couple of shots back like just cut a little bit off because there's a whole sound thing that uh we're trying to figure out really what filmora i don't know but yeah we'll probably we'll probably be up for like a few days just doing that i mean i'm excited for it actually i mean i think it should have been out a long time ago though but but you know now we, now we can move forward though you know exactly exactly move on to the next thing right mm-hmm Hell yeah, bro. Well, all right. Uh, this has been part one of our Spider-Man 2 episode. Stay tuned for part two. Until then, I've been Ashley Chancellor. I've been Smashly Chancelloring it. Robert Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been Collateral Gaming. We'll see you later. Bye.
Collateral Gaming is a collateral media podcast. All music and game clips are owned by their respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.